Hello and welcome to Howdy Town Get On. I'm David Hall. No, not at the Toby Carvery this time. I'm here as always with Ryan McMenamin. Hello, Hi, Ryan. Mate, you all right? Yeah, I'm good, mate. And joining us this month is Nick Evangelinos. Hello, Nick. How are we doing? I'm good, mate. Thanks for having me. Uh, no, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. So what we'll do, we'll start with you joining Lancaster City because it was in the summer. Um, how did that come about? What 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 was it make which made you decide to join Lancaster? Was you sold the dream, or was it the chance to play while being serenaded by church bells on a Tuesday? <laughs> well, I definitely didn't know about the church bells uh, before I signed. No, I mean obviously I'd left work until at the end of uh, the end of last season. I got a phone call from Felly, and some reason obviously we'd we'd kind of been passing ships over the years. I never played with Feli before. I'd never worked with him. And obviously the way the way he spoke to me on the phone and the way he described how everything was going to be for the season, for obviously speaking about the lads that were there last year and then speaking about some of the guys that he was going to bring in as well was obviously really exciting. So it sounded like a really good really good project for me and a really good project for all the lads that were involved. And obviously we we did and we still have very high aspirations for the season. So that was it was too good of an opportunity to miss. Nico, we're going to uh, go back to October's results, right back to the 1-1 draw with Belper at home, if you haven't already consigned it too far into history. It was um, it was a poor spectacle, probably made worse by how quiet it was. Our back three were notable for me. Uh, we were just about on top, but the longer the game went on, the more it had a late Belper equaliser written. Yeah, I mean, I've, thanks for bringing that one up. Um, <laughs> it was, yeah, it really wasn't our best of games. I, <laughs> I don't think they were a brilliant side either. It's certainly the day we played against them, we were the better team for a lot of the game, really. And it was really disappointing that we didn't put the game to bed a lot earlier. It should really have been out of sight, I think, in my opinion. So, and as you said, it's one of those games that where um, the longer it goes on, the more you think something like that was potentially going to happen. And unfortunately, it did. And another couple of points dropped. I think we spoke about that a lot, really, this season with the, the amount of draws we've had and how many of those were two points dropped rather than a point gained. And that was definitely definitely one of those games. So we've we've gone over a poor result. We're just going to quickly talk about uh, Morpeth away in the FA Trophy. A hat-trick for yourself. Would it be easy to categorise that as your best performance for the club? I think it would, yeah. Thanks for bringing that one up. A bit more cheerful. We'll take that one. Um, yeah, no, it was a... I mean, obviously, on a personal note, it was nice. It's uh, my first hat-trick for, for probably a couple of seasons, to be honest. And it was obviously my first in, amongst the goals for Lancaster. So, it was, yeah, it was really nice on a personal level. But I think it was nice for us all, really, to go, to go there after what happened when we went there last time. It was very fresh in our memories, what happened when we were there last. So, it was a really pleasing result but also performance that day I think we played really really well that day everywhere and we spoke about their bell towards the end of the game it was it was one of those games where we thought it, it looked possible that we were going to let a goal in whereas I think if you look at the Morpeth game I think towards the end of that game we, we didn't look like conceding we looked really solid and we looked really 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 good all over the pitch so it was, yeah it was a, a very pleasing game that game and the victories kept on coming because we played Warrington Rylands just three days later. We weren't on, we on the score sheet this time. There was goals from um, Kyle Brownhill and Pat Allington. Feller did say it felt like a Lancaster performance. Um, in our system especially, that can sometimes mean as a strike, you can have a good game without getting anywhere near having a chance. You did tell the official website when you joined that your style is a very aching focus. 
I want to get the ball to feet and play exciting passing football. So when it comes to a game where we've won and I say the forwards haven't scored, do you still feel you are contributing to that performance? I mean, absolutely. Um, there's a lot more to, I mean, any striker's game, definitely my game, any striker's game with regards to sort of chance creation and, and goals. A lot of the other work probably goes unseen a lot of the time by people who don't know as much about football. Um, obviously, a lot of the, of the fans that come and watch us know how sort of hard that job is playing as a nine or as a second striker when you're doing a lot of pressuring the ball, a lot of um, holding the ball up, a lot of challenging with centre-backs. And, and obviously myself and some of the lads that have played around me in the attacking positions, I think I've done that really, really well in some of the games this year. And we're more than happy if that means that we're not scoring goals, but we're doing that work to create chances for others to score and we're still winning games. That's fantastic for us. It's not not a problem for me at all if that's the way uh, games go. Um, I think it tends to be in the leagues that we, I mean, the league we're playing in, I think especially when it comes to this point of the season, we get the pitches are getting worse and worse and that nice football that I like to play and a lot of the fans hopefully like to watch and enjoy probably is uh, becomes smaller parts of the games than it is uh, in the earlier part of the season and towards the back end of the season. So hopefully the pitches will hold for us to play some nice football. And obviously when we're at teams like Morpeth, when they're playing on 4G, it's quite nice because you can play some good football like we did that day. Um, but yeah, in answer to your question, if, if we're winning winning games and the team are scoring goals, then it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's me or anybody else up front. We're more than happy. And then followed that victory against Rylands when we played Warrington Town, it sounded very similar to the game, but it went the other way. We ended up coming out losing that one, didn't we? Yeah, I think, again, it's quite a marginal one, that game. I don't think we were particularly brilliant that day. We certainly, um, I think a loss is probably a little bit of a harsh result, in my personal opinion. Um, I don't think they were massively dissimilar to the way Rylands were, really. We came out with three points that day. But it's, as I said before, it's those marginal games that we really need to, to turn them into points, the sort of losses into draws and the draws into wins where if you look at some of the games where we would have done that we would be sitting in a very very different position in the league table than we are now and hopefully if we can do that we've got a couple of games in hand now on some of the other teams that are above us and if we can turn a couple of those uh, games in hand into wins and then hopefully in a couple of those marginal games that we're inevitably going to get over the the winter and the Christmas period from uh, draws into wins we're going to shoot up that table hopefully. On to FC United, always one that the fans look for when the fixtures are released. We've got decent previews with them, mainly at home. But in the recent past, when we've got results against any top side in general, it's been back to the wall and on the counter. That would be unfair with this one, because it wasn't until Couch's red card that got on the back foot at all. And until then, we were the better football inside, and we still should have won it, really. Yeah, I mean, obviously, for that game, I hold my hands up with that penalty miss. So it was obviously a, a good chance for us to win that game. Or obviously, in hindsight, it would have been. We did have some other chances in that game as well, some great chances really to win it. Um, but I mean, the pleasing part of that game was the way we played. I think even after the game, to think we've gone there to one of the better teams in the league who were actually top of the league at the time. And we were all very, very disappointed that we hadn't got three points. It really says something about the squad that we've got and the players we've got and the way really we expect to be playing and we played to, we did play some really good stuff that day I think I mean I listened to the uh, the FC United managers interview after the game and I didn't really agree with a lot of the things that he was saying about how they should have scored a lot more goals than us and how they had many more chances than us I'm not really sure what game he was watching to be honest because it was quite quite an open game quite a lot of chances for both sides 
And I would have said on balance, we probably were, if anything, the better team and probably deserve to take all three points from that day. But as I said, going there and, and playing that sort of football is, is really exciting. And hopefully we'll have a few more days like that in the, in the coming weeks. You and Sam have both taken pens this year, Sam Bailey. Are you the taker? <laughs> oh, lovely question. Uh, I mean, we kind of, uh, I think a couple of penalties in pre-season, we kind of took, I don't know whether we took one each or whether we've... Um, kind of shared them the agreement really was I mean he I think as I understand Sam took penalties last year a lot of the clubs I've previously played for I've taken penalties so we kind of said um, we were going to play it by ear and and sort of jointly take penalties depending on obviously who was on the pitch um, and what sort of situation it was in I haven't discussed yet with him what's going to happen for the next penalty so (laughs) we'll see we'll see what happens after that last one I think he might be keen to get back on them to be fair and I might not have much of a much of a disagreement if, if that's what you if that's what he wishes. On to Liversidge last Tuesday, a strange game. The better team in both halves didn't actually have the best chances. They were slightly more pleasing on the eye than they were last season. They were just running in straight lines trying to knock people over. Last week it could have been two or three up at half time despite us controlling it. And then they came into it late on when you and Dale both uh, at the bar. Yeah, strange game it was, yeah. Um I mean, it's probably one of the most open nil-nils I've ever seen. I've no idea how that game has, has not had a goal in it. I don't think the scoreline reflected the game at all. The, I mean, as you said, we both had periods of like sort of prolonged possession, but not creating much. And then we also had times where we kind of almost counter-attacked and then had a few chances in a row. And that's exactly what I've been saying uh, the last few times. I mean, it's one of those games where we should really have turned that, that one point into three points. And it's a, a marginal one, which we probably, um, no one would have argued if we'd, if we'd taken three points that day. Um, so I was really disappointed that my free kick went off the bar and Dale had a, had a lovely strike from the edge of the area. It's gone off the post as well towards the end. And I think when you have those chances at the end, those are the ones that stick in your head and probably same for the fans, the ones that you think about that so close to, to stealing all three points from them. But, um, but yeah, I understand Liversidge weren't the, the prettiest team to watch last year and yeah, probably going to be much the same this year as well. On to games winning the trophy. Great finish from yourself for the second goal. I think we've played better this season and uh, and come away on the wrong side of it. As Valley was saying, let's not get ahead of ourselves. I think that's more of a case of where we are in the league. When it comes to the draws, are the players as relieved as we are when we get a home draw or at least one where we're not travelling 100 miles both ways? Yeah, I mean, first of all, going to the game, I mean... I- I think it's it's a promising sign if we're saying that we've not had the best of games and we're getting points because we've almost had a few of the games where it's been the opposite where we've gone oh we've played quite well that game we've come away with a draw or a loss and you think that's that's much more concerning whereas if we're getting these marginal ones where we think oh we've been all right today but we've got three points I'm hoping if we string a few of them together obviously including the trophy run that we're on I've had in the over the last few years had some good runs in the trophy as well it's one of the competitions that I've had unlike the FA Cup where I've had personally some uh, some good good fortune and goals and good runs and things. So I'm hoping that can continue. See, so we've got Chester in the next round. Um, going back to the travelling, I'm, I'm obviously travelling from Manchester way. So for me, even the uh, the home games are a reasonable trek. So the the ones around me, around here, the away games aren't so bad. But when we're getting up to, to Newcastle and Cumbria and these places, they uh, yeah, it's, there's, there's lots of lots of teams left in this trophy that we're going to get a, a lot of travelling. So... We'll see how we get on. Hopefully, we get through this next round at Chester, and then uh, and see where we get. A home draw would be nice, and it'd be nice to get all the fans there. Nice local game as well. I'm sure everyone's looking forward to that. So overall, we've had an upturn in results and performances in October. 
compared to previous months. Is it as simple as players coming back from injury or has something changed behind the scenes or in training? Um, it is it is noted, though, Nick, that you have started every game apart from Gainsborough and then you came on early. So is it a case of you being fit and making everything work or is it a combined team? <laughs> I mean, I don't think I'm rude enough to sit here and say that. Um, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think it's to do with that. I think it definitely is to do with having a group of players back because I think we, we went through periods where we were missing loads and loads of key players which which any team's going to struggle with um, so that's definitely been a big factor um, I couldn't really put a finger on exactly what it is um, I think um, it, the, the problem is when you start the season you've got every Saturday and Tuesday you've got a game there is not a lot of time to recover so training and working on things is really really difficult because a lot of the sessions that you do have are patching people up um, keeping people ticket over. Obviously, you've got sessions where people aren't fit because they've just played um, sort of three games in ten days, and people are people can't train at the sort of full intensity they would normally be training at. So, um, I wouldn't necessarily say it's that. I think we're part of the reason why Lancaster have been so good is that the, the effort everyone puts behind the scenes to to look at um, analysis, look at sort of data from other teams, and look at um, how we do sort of the more detailed things like set pieces and things like that the the coaching staff and fairly are really good at sort of drilling that into us and making sure we um, we have all the information we need so possibly that is going to be something that has helped over october and probably will help um some of these marginal games that we're gonna we're gonna find ourselves in obviously i'm hoping that with obviously we've still got a few of the lads out so i'm hoping that once those those guys also come back in amongst the squad that the results and the form is going to get even better hopefully into november you were nominated for Player of the Month alongside Sam Bailey and Sam Waller. Um, it has been announced this, uh, this evening that Sam Waller has won it, and I do believe you have come third. Oh, scandalous. Uh, I know, I know. It's you, a local, <laughs> local favourite, and um, the keeper who's got three Player of the Match performances, apparently. So I think you was on a hiding to nothing there, Nick. <laughs> no, there's no complaints for me. I mean, so, I mean, both of the other lads have been fantastic. Sam, Sam's come in. He's looked like one of the best goalies I've, I've played with at this level. So he's got a very, very bright future ahead of him. Um, I've not actually spoken to him or the club as to how long he's staying for, whether he's going back or not. And it's only a loan deal for him. But um, he's been absolutely outstanding this month and probably part of the reason we've done so well points-wise and obviously progressed in the trophy. And Sam, obviously I hadn't played with Sam until this season, but the, the past few runs of games he's had this month, he's been absolutely quality in all of them. He's been one of our best players in every single game. Very consistent, good on the ball, good defensively. So hopefully if, uh, yeah, if he carries on like that, we, we're going to be dangerous down that right-hand side. Thanks for that, Nick. Much appreciated for, for joining us today. Before we go, are you aware of how good the Lancaster City ladies are doing this season, Nick? Um, only from the posts that I see uh, on social media. Uh, obviously, I'm quite a distance away. If I was a bit closer, yeah. I'd probably come and watch. Uh, something I've done in some of the clubs in the past. But um, but yeah, I mean, some of the social media posts have been yeah, doing well. Yeah, they've won every game. And essentially, I think they are um, taking the mick a bit. This podcast now sponsors the Player of the Month for Lancaster City Ladies. Um, Izzy Woodhouse has picked up October's award. Um, she scored the, the last goal in the cup game. And she's assisted Kayla Young to the shock of nobody um, <laughs> in a game against Tom Finney winning. Tom, Tom Finney women, sorry. 16 years old, picks up October's Player of the Month award. But that is October's edition of Howdy Town Get On. Nick, thanks for joining us this evening. Pleasure, mate. Thank you for having me. Uh, see you later, Cheers, Ryan. Mate. Cheers, Nick. And see you later from me.